Brittany Castro is a financial planner. So when I started my own financial firm, that was what I was going for, right? I would build my book of business to the point where then I would sell it eventually. After countless negotiations, she feared she wouldn't make a deal. Because right now, the deal that I was wanting was very specific and I didn't see it done. When you're selling your own business, you're working multiple jobs, both as a salesperson and in Brittany's case, still a financial planner. So I literally was like, no more. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I'm just gonna run the practice and do them both, even though I was like at capacity. By 2020, she was close to making a deal. And with a global pandemic around the corner, it was now or never. And then like a week later, a woman I know in the industry, she said, are you still interested in selling your practice? I know this woman who's looking to buy. Hear all about the important of perfect timing on this week's episode of Pretty Big Deal. For people who aren't familiar with your work, can you give a quick overview of who you are and what you do? I'm a certified financial planner and I have my own company. Um, Now it's Brittany Castro, Inc. I did financial planning for 15 years with individuals, helping them build a financial plan and roadmap, help them with their investing. And at the same time, I was also doing a lot of speaking and about 10 years ago, I started doing like quote unquote brand partnerships um, to teach financial literacy. So a lot of content creation, but yeah, I guess nowadays you can call me financial influencer. I've heard that content creator. I don't know. I don't really like labels. I just feel like I'm a business owner and I have a few different handful of services I do and it's all in the finance and like business uh, category. So tell me about your background in sales. How did you get started? I just took a job as a financial advisor out of college. I had no idea what it was. I just said yes. Uh, Luckily, at that time, there was a lot of training. So we learned how to talk to clients, how to get clients, how to prospect, how to market, how to do financial planning. So I felt very fortunate because at that time in the financial services world, there was still a lot of money being poured into developing young advisors, which I think is becoming more rare in in terms of that kind of like training model. But it was like sales, like, you know, I never had a quote unquote salary. I was always like on commission, always in charge of making my own income, making my own success. So early on, I learned, I learned sales, you know, I didn't really necessarily like the idea. I think there's that like stigma that comes with like cold calling and sales. But back then it was just, this is what you got to do to have this job to make an income. So I did it, you know, and um, over the years since since then, I really just see sales completely different. I mean, I've definitely developed it in my own sense. and, And for me, a lot of it is just connecting with people, building relationships, telling them what I do. And if I do that authentically, which is just part of my personality and who I am, stuff happens. So even when I go to like business events or networking events, I'm not like they're on a mission. I don't have an agenda. I got to sell a person or like make a transaction. I I don't think that way. All I think about is like, I'm just going to connect with people. And I know just from now experience, those connections built like lead somewhere. I don't know how or when or what, but they usually do. And that's for me more fulfilling. Well, it sounds like you're leaning into authenticity rather than trying to force something that maybe isn't there. Absolutely. I mean, nobody wants to be forced to do anything, right? It's like, here's, and, and, you know, luckily I've had confidence in life in general, but even more so just because of my experience now, I'm like, here's what I do. Here's how I do it. If you want to work together, great. If not, that's okay too. Like, it's not a problem, but I, you know, if you tell me your problem, I have a solution 
and to me the right people will stick and it's you know it's now not a matter of like trying to sell people it's just telling them what you do and you know they're either going to do it or not and i think it's way more of a like a feminine um way of of running a business and selling that's great what has your experience been like as a woman working in in this world yeah i mean you know i've used it to my advantage to be honest um it never really was a problem for me i mean in the beginning i did notice right away i was definitely unique and different than most <laughs> of the financial advisors and i used that i used it to build a name for myself and credibility and created a whole brand around it originally my company was called financially wise women and i was marketing myself as the financial planner for busy and successful women and I created content all about women and money and I I built my business in a way that I felt would serve the women clients that I was going after which was a fee only model which you know like 10 years ago was not very common and I did it virtual um I created like YouTube channel and started creating content so for me being a woman in finance I always saw it as an opportunity like I'm going to leverage this of course there's challenges of course there's you know the hurdles of just being so different and not like really speaking the same language as most of the financial advisors but i always tend to look at those types of challenges as opportunities and i really leveraged it and i still do not maybe as much uh, of the women focused content but i still it's part of you know the brand and part of how i built a name for myself in the industry yeah that's that's a great point so uh, obviously this this show is about people who have had some sales deal that they they can't forget and um I want to hear about about your story. So where does this story begin? Take me back to the beginning of this deal that you want to talk about today. Uh yeah, so the deal I want to talk about is just selling my practice. So when you have a financial planning company, there's this idea that you build equity. The clients that you have if there's some sort of recurring revenue that's what we consider the valuation of your business. So that's how you value a financial planning business is through your recurring revenue through the clients that you have. So when I first started working I worked at a, a more of like a corporate model for 5 years and unfortunately there wasn't the, the ownership of your clients at that company. So I quickly realized I can't stay in this model because I wanted to have a business like I'm a business mind and I thought well what's the point of having clients if they're technically not my clients like I'll never have equity. So I left after 5 years and started over. I couldn't take those clients with me and I went to an independent financial firm that allowed me to have equity. So it costs more because there's more out of pocket, but at least I was building equity. And after about 2 and a half years I built a little brand and name for myself and I sold it. I sold it to the guys at the office I was working at to then create my own financial firm and and we call that a registered investment advisory firm in in the financial world. So I I, I kind of like had these bridge, right? Like corporate to independent to like running my own financial shop. So I had that baby sale or acquisition that taught me how to do it and taught me, "Oh, if I build clients and I build uh this revenue, I could do it again." So when I started my own financial firm, that was what I was going for right i would build my book of business my clients up again 
to the point where then I would sell it eventually. And at the same time, I was also building my brand partnerships and speaking. So I had a business that had like what I call two pillars, the clients and speaking and brand partnerships and content creation. So in 2019, I just started talking to a lot of firms. That process of talking to firms took me a year and a half from like going through like maybe seven negotiations actually with different financial firms learning what I wanted out of the deal, what I didn't want out of the deal. Because right now the deal that I was wanting was very specific and I didn't see it done. I wanted to sell my existing clients and also partner with the firm who bought it to have a referral arrangement. So all the clients that I continued to send to them, I would get a cut. So I had like three jobs. I'm running the clients doing these brand partnerships and I'm negotiating and then I have to keep all these negotiations secret and I can't let it take over the work because you have to be there fully present with these other roles I have. I kept telling myself, okay, hang in there, hang in there. It'll work. It'll work. But you know, sometimes you're like, dang, but when, like how much longer I'm tired, you know? What was your lowest point throughout this process? Like, was there a point where you just were feeling really down about it or things weren't going well, or you had like a bad conversation, you know, is there anything that sticks out to you through on that journey? The last deal, the company ended up like doing some screwy things in the end. So I didn't take that offer. The owner of that firm, basically to put it in long story short, wanted me to come work for them for a year for free. Like at the end, he put a salary out for like a hundred grand that I would work and help with the transition, which was always kind of part of the plan with these deals, you've got to help the transition. But then at the very end, he was like, well, we're not going to be able to pay you, but this is what you can get out of it. And I was like, you want me to come work for you for free for a year? Like in what, in what reality (laughs) would anyone say yes to that offer? So it went from like, all these promises to basically giving me like very little for the actual business and then wanting me to work another year for no money. (laughs) And And he said some things to me too, just about like, you know, his negotiation tactics, like, you know, through those, he would say some like jabs towards me, like, well, that's not how you negotiate. And then at the end, I literally wanted to tell him, that's not how you negotiate. But I took the higher road and I just said, look, that deal's not going to work for me. I'm sorry that um, we actually spent this much time and you like led me on for like three months <laughs> to just come to this realization. But no, I'm never going to take that deal. So best wishes to you. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to like run the practice. I'm not, I don't want to sell anymore. <laughs> it was like a year and a half journey. I don't want to sell anymore. I'm just going to keep doing it. Maybe I have to wait another two years. Who knows? So I literally was like, no more. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm just going to run the practice and do them both, like do these both pillars, even though I was like at capacity. And then like a week later, a woman I know in the industry, she was also a CFP. She said, oh, Brittany, are you still interested in selling your practice? I know this woman who's looking to buy. And I had known of this woman, but I had never like talked to her in this year and a half long conversations with every firm I could think of. And so that for it was just like one of those things, you know, we talked, it was easy. It was like, at that time, I was very clear. Here's what I want. It, we're either going to do it or not. And, and it just kind of worked out well. So we had about six months of actually you know, putting that deal together. And then 
inking the deal and then another three months of me transitioning all of those clients. So it was a journey. And I think in 2020 and then the pandemic happened. So then it was like perfect timing. Talk about life, you know, because I had like transitioned and now I was just doing the brand partnerships and I could like actually feel like after all these years of working, I could relax for a bit, you know, like, and I really told myself once I do this deal, I'm just going to chill for a little bit. That's amazing. What would you say is is the overarching lesson that you learned from the whole thing? I would say maybe the overall is like, you'll get what you want at the end and it'll be better than what you thought. It'll be more in alignment with what you really need and want. It might not look like you thought. It might not be all shiny and flashy, but it's going to be the right fit and it, it will work if you don't give up. And you have to go through the process of that, like learning, things failing, mistakes not working out to get more and more clear and more and more ready for the actual thing that will be the right, you know, deal and match for you long term. This episode of Pretty Big Deal featured Brittany Castro, founder of Brittany Castro Incorporated. It was produced by Megan Barr and edited by Xavier Leong. If you have a pretty big deal to tell us about, write in to prettybigdeal at zoominfo.com. Otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode.